Hello and welcome to Tongues of Fire, Pastor Paul's podcast, episode 329, part one, Rejoice, part two. Today is Friday, January 31st, 2014. There must be some way out of here Said the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessmen, they drink my wine Plowmen dig my earth None of them along the line Know what any of it is worth He kindly spoke There are many here among us Who feel that life is but a joke But you and I, we've been through that And this is not our fate So let us not talk falsely now The hour is getting late the view While all the women came and went Barefoot servants too Outside in the distance A wild cat did growl Two riders were approaching The wind began to howl Today's tape is entitled, Rejoice. I know right after Christmas, people sort of get into a slump. Sort of a slump spirit comes in, see, and they sort of just, uh, it's like in the world they have the two martini high and they sort of slide, uh, Christmas is over and all they got left is all the, you know, leftover turkey and uh, dried up cranberry sauce and so on like that and they start on their slump. Well, First off, it has nothing to do with your rejoicing. Last Sunday, we ministered from 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16, Rejoice evermore. And that means always. Paul, we said, uh, speaks of rejoicing as a personal, not only as a personal, but as a present, permanent duty. And so, see, we're cornered, whether you feel like it today or not. The Word of God has cornered you to rejoice. You're cornered. 
You're to rejoice whether you feel like it or not. You know, when you obey the Word of God, something happens. Do you believe that? <laughs> See, gripers, we said, have no problem with their duty. They totally know how to gripe. I said we're in the age of a criticize. And we're criticizing this, and we're criticizing that, and that makes us most unhappy. Even people right now are probably criticizing the gifts that they got. Well, this is all right, but don't they know my size yet? And how many ties do I have to have? <laughs> well, why don't they buy me some underclothes? That's what I really need. And so we're in that age, and it doesn't make us one bit happy to start criticizing. And also, we said if we are busy warning the unruly, comforting the feeble, supporting the weak, and being patient with all men as much as is within you, of course, we will have cause to rejoice. If you're busy, and you're busy doing the Lord's work, you're going to have a cause to rejoice. If you're all busy right now looking at what you should have had, didn't get, wished you had, as far as Christmas is concerned, I bring that up, at the, that's the time of year it is. You're not going to be rejoicing. I, I, last week, asked someone if they would give away their gifts. Just one gift. And feel that good feeling, give you something to, that shirt that's too big for you. Do you have a large friend? Don't take it back. Don't stand in line. Don't get more bitter while you stand at Target or wherever you went to shop and, and give this thing back. Are you hearing this? Have a cause to read. Now, of course, if you don't hear this message, are you hearing it back there? If you hear this message, I'll give you a few pointers on how to rejoice. So be busy doing, but don't give up your rejoicing yourself. Be busy doing for others, but you have your own rejoicing to do. You have your own praising of God to do. And so then we said that we must serve God with joy. And I'm going back so I can carry this out so people will understand what I'm talking about. It seems like after every 5,000 bag giveaway that we have, I notice when people come down off of their high, they lose it. I say, now what? It's like uh, mom has this big dinner, don't you know? She has a turkey. She has, uh, she has the scallop potatoes. She has the uh, corn potatoes. She has the sweet potatoes. She has the mashed potatoes. She has the, she has the cranberry sauce. She has all of these things. And oh, we all sit down to eat, and then we say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have ate that much. Isn't that right? And then we wrap all these things up, and we put them in the icebox, and we come down off of our high. It's the same way when we have these large giveaways. Now, all the people are gone, and all the trash is all over the floor, don't you know? And everything is a mess, and clothes are all over. Why did we do it? Nobody even hardly even said thank you. Huh? You want to know what I did the very, very day? We started popping bags, getting ready for the next thing, just like moms do. She had to rehash, rewarm, 
redo all of this food. And people said, oh no, turkey again, I'm so sick. Well, maybe, how would you like if you didn't have anything to eat? How about looking over here where they have nothing to eat and saying, boy, this turkey looks good. I just love warmed up, at least make a joke out of it. Pass this turkey, I'm so glad we're having it for the 15th time. Bring a little joy into your lives. Glory to God. This isn't all that hard, you know. Are you hearing this? Take a look across the world. How'd you like to be in China? Huh? And uh, sitting over there eating a little bowl of rice. How'd you like to be in uh, Africa? I seen in Africa where they went out and they were celebrating. They had a little box and they were out there in sort of a desert situation. And every year we do this and they were bragging this up. Some a priest was over there and he opened up this box and there's some dried up bread in there. And they had it looked so out of place. Did you see that? And they, it looked so out of place. They had uh, uh, you know cases of pop, warm pop and bread. And Kids were so happy standing there drinking this warm pop and chewing on this dried up bread. Hey, is turkey looking better to you folks? <laughs> you listening on the radio, is your turkey looking better to you, turkey? Oh, it's the age of criticizing, isn't it? But we lose it. I mean, we need to indulge in rejoicing, redoing. Starting over again like refried beans. They taste pretty good, don't they? I mean, you got to get one-on-one -on -one with God. And so you have something to give out again. You have to go individually, pastors listening on the radio right now. People listening to this tape, you in here, you have to go to God and charge your batteries again. You have to read the Word of God and say, well, here's what it says, and this is what I'm going to do in a direct obedience to the Lord, and it'll happen all over again. I'll start building up. Isn't that right? Well, aren't we experts at finding things to gripe about? I mean to say, if the scripture, we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble, support the weak, be patient towards all men, work before, why wouldn't it work again? Why not start rejoicing right now? I mean, why not? I don't feel like it. That hasn't got a thing to do with it. Psalm 118 and 24 says, This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will. We have, in other words, we will, we will it. We have decided. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Not a phony rejoicing, but a rejoicing and be glad in it. And this means every day, not just Sunday. Well, even the world says, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> There's even a club named that. Thank God it's Friday. 
At least they have one day to thank God for, don't they? And so the Lord makes the days, and we make our own day in that day. Now here's a day, and you can make your own day in it. There's a certain detective on, uh, in the movies, he, uh, he shoots somebody, somebody's going to shoot him, and he puts his gun up, and he says, make my day. Well, that's their day. <laughs> that's their day. Seems like Christians have kind of taken on that attitude. <laughs> Go ahead. Try to cri criticize me. Make my day. I'll hang you in the public square. Well, how do we do this? How do we rejoice in that day? How do we make our day? By rejoicing. Not, not a phony rejoicing. No, I've seen people rejoice, and they're just, they're, they're just trying that rejoicing. Someone says one bad word to them, and ooh, they are like an elephant that's stampeding. I mean, why not be glad in it? This is the day the Lord has made. Be glad in it. Well, you're already in it, aren't you? You listen to read. Are you in this day? Why not rejoice in it? Well, how do you rejoice in it? By going to work for the Lord. <laughs> you can't just say there, no, I'm going to rejoice. Let's see now. Let me practice in the mirror. Rejoice, 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 rejoice. No. You have to get busy doing for others. You have to get to work. Now, if you, you know, busy hands in the world even says busy hands is happy hands. Did you ever see someone, Ron, that's trying to get out of work when they're working? Aren't they miserable? Hmm, the boss says, why have you got that great big red tissue print on your face? Have you been sleeping in the restroom again? Aren't they miserable? I mean, they, they spend more of their day being miserable... And of course, they're miserable because they're trying to get out of work. They work harder at getting out of work. Lock all the doors and windows. I want anybody to go in the restroom during this message today. <laughs> I don't want to lose my rejoice. <laughs> well, there's pastors that totally lose it. I think they should just tell people. Don't you? <laughs> but they spend more time trying to get out of work than they would have to really doing the work. Is that true in your business? People sort of go to the dogs, don't they? Huh? <laughs> That's an insider joke. <laughs> in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing this? Yoo-hoo. Did you get lost in a whistle? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, now, I suppose if I called people up here and I said, uh, okay, now, is there any good reason why you shouldn't rejoice? Maybe we, uh, I'll take this mirror out here. And uh, we'll hold it up 
to the radio audience. And we'll say, now look at your faces. Is there any good reason for having a face like that? And you on the tape, is there any good reason? Fess up. Then they got up and gave the reasons. Wouldn't they feel foolish? Wouldn't you feel like a baby standing there with diapers on? Wouldn't you? <laughs> huh? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you feel like a baby with a baby bottle? Well, I you want to rejoice because this and that and so on. Huh? Realize how stupid you would look? With all the reasons why you shouldn't rejoice? Huh? And really, do you think anybody really cares? Do you? <laughs> People, they don't care why you're not... Re they just don't want you around. Ooh, get that face out of here. <laughs> Are you hearing this? Do you think you have any one good reason for not rejoicing? Well, do you think it's because you got too many bills? Man, if I had a million dollars... And you'd see me smiling. Huh? I know people with a million dollars. They're miserable. Not all of them. That doesn't make you happy. No, start to rejoice right now because you really don't have anything better to do anyway. Can you think of anything better to do? I don't see a great show of hands here. <laughs> I don't see a great show of hands here on the radio. Oh, their faces are starting to smile now. They're, they're getting convicted. They don't want to be found out. <laughs> Psalm 119, verse 161. David says, princes have persecuted me. Listen to this. Without a cause. But my heart standeth in awe of thy word. Princes. People of the same station that he was. People, I'm saying, of the same rank should have known better. I think in the Christian world when we see this knocking down of each other as far as ministers in the Word of God. On television, we should know better. They should have shown sympathy here with one of their own rank. They should have said, David, we understand. But they didn't get David's attention. The Word of God did. Listen to what he said. David says, Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. Don't get locked in on your own situation, but be in awe of the word of God. Well, you know, well, that's really bad. I, I feel bad that you 
treated me that way and that you didn't have enough self-respect for yourselves, let alone me, but I'm going to stand in awe of the Word of God here to see how he's going to work it out for me. And so don't despair. Let's say that slander would come your way. Don't despair in it. And then verse 162. I will rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Now his awe did not prevent his joy. In other words, he didn't get all legal in the thing. His fear, I'm saying, of God was not of the kind which perfect love casts out, but I should say of the sort which nourishes it. Now, I've been through personal battles like everybody else has, but you know something so strange? I stood in the, in the, the Lord's Word in awe of it, and I learned from it. You want to learn something? Suffer through something. When all the uh, princes, well, I was going to say the princes of the power of the air, but I guess that would be true too. But I've made discoveries. Haven't you made discoveries in your own life? How many have made discoveries in their own life through some kind of suffering? And I've made discoveries and treasures that I wouldn't have found. I wouldn't even have found them in the Word of God without persecution, without even slander. You never would have known what they meant. You never would have realized what David was talking about, what the Lord Jesus Christ was talking about, until you had actually entered into that type of a situation and found the treasures in the Word of God, and then you stand back in awe of it. Yes, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth spoil. And I thought also, how rich and abundant is the recompense of the good soldier of Jesus Christ. What a good feeling you have, having done all, to stand in awe and stand in the Word of God, having done all, and Reap a reward for just simply standing there and believing God to deliver you. <laughs> now, I have determined a long time ago that through the power of the Spirit to endure hardness until I overcome. And so we rejoice in finding the spoil, but not as a slave. No. God doesn't want slaves to grace his throne. I believe he wants his children to wait upon him with a light in their faces, which is a direct reflection of his own face. So don't ever look at anybody until you've looked at Jesus Christ first. See no man after the flesh. Look on the Lord and look in his word and then look on people. See, because that light and that reflection from the Lord Jesus Christ that you become will burn off and show you yourself and you won't judge anybody else. Oh my God, I've been found out. 
your light, oh, it's reflected upon me, show me myself, burn it off, and I'm just praising God, I'm rejoicing, and now I have no room to judge anybody else. For God, your light has shown me myself. It also has shown me my complete deliverance and my complete, I'm in awe of you. I stand in awe that you could love anybody, really. And so look on the Lord before you look on any... Don't look in the mirror at yourself. You want to get totally depressed and get judgmental, start looking at yourself. And so the Bible says He wants our joy to be fulfilled in us. His joy, that our joy may be full. Know how he loves us when our service is a delight. God loves a cheerful giver. You ever seen someone stomping around in a mad doing a work for God? Do you want your kids to work for you when they don't want to do it? I mean, aren't they in the way sometimes? Honey, bunny boo, would you wash the dishes for mommy? Sure, I'll wash the dishes. Scoop them off the table. Throw them in the dishwasher, helter-skelter, any old way. Throw them in there. Kick the door shut. Wham! Turn it on, twist the dial partner off. <laughs> Do you like to have your kids work for you when they have that kind of an attitude? Do you like somebody working for you? And, uh, and so you'll understand our inside joke. The pet hospital? The one about going to the dogs. Let me refresh your minds. It was a great one. <laughs> you want them to go in there and clean the kennels? Sure, I'll clean the kennels. Grab the dog by the tail. <laughs> Throw a cat over in the corner or whatever. Get out of my way. I've, I've got to clean this place up. Oh, you don't want somebody working for you like that. They have people working down there at the hospital like that, I bet, too, don't they? Oh, they want the floor mopped, don't they? Dip the mop, don't even wring it out. Just like, splashes all over the walls. It looks like a, an ocean tidal wave coming in. Huh? Isn't that right, though? Do you want somebody to do something? And the fire hydrants, you want somebody... Oh, let's see. Look at these fire hydrants here. Oh, they're all right. They, they say uh, check them every year, but I've seen them. They last 10, 15 years, good as gold. That's pressure still the same here. Pull a pin, squirt it a couple times. That's all right. Throw it back in there again. Huh? <laughs> Want somebody working for you like that, Bill? Hmm? Hmm? No. You want somebody that has that attitude of rejoicing. How would you like running a mission with somebody that didn't rejoice at all? That didn't practice rejoicing? Oh, you want food, do you? Start throwing tomatoes at people. <laughs> Hungry, are you? Take that. Huh? Well, not that you don't feel like that sometimes. Let's be honest about it. Some people are aggravating but that you have to rejoice that there are people that are just the opposite of that too, don't you? Don't you? Aren't you happy for the people that, that are not obnoxious? 
Isn't it hard to be around somebody that's always got something to gripe about all the time? How would you like to run a, a factory with a whole bunch of gripers in it? And they come in to punch in. Gripe, 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 clink, clank, gripe, 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 gripe. Huh? I think that's why there are so many industrial injuries. People are busy griping. And the car wheel rolls over their head and they forget to put the shock absorber on because they're too busy. Well, now, now I said, the tire goes right over their head. <laughs> no, Lord loves a cheerful giver. And when his service in worship is done gladly, you know, a Christian came in the other day and he says, Now, I've been coming in here, and I've yet to see you in a serious mood. When are you going to get serious? Well, I said, I am serious. That's why I'm rejoicing. And he looked at me, and I said, Well, here, I'll give you the scriptures. And I went through all the rejoice scriptures. There's a lot of them. Did you know that? Look in joy and look in rejoy. You understand? And so then he had to get another little barb in there. He says, something about my bald head, but it doesn't bother me. <laughs> and I said, sir, aren't you the same way I am? He wouldn't take his hat off. Finally, he took it off, and he had a bald 18 hairs that went across from the, from the, from the ear, from the side, side bangs all the way over the top. And he says, well, he says, I'm getting like you. Hey, I got to have fun too. At least I got a smile out of the guy. I don't know if you'd call it exactly a smile. And you know something? Even right now, you people are starting to rejoice because I'm reminding you to. What's that song? Put a little love in your heart. Put a little joy in your heart. Let your hearts be sanctified, but not troubled. Sometimes people think they're sanctified. It's sort of like they're a statue, you know. And I believe that in the midst of a thousand duties, don't give way to one single anxiety. Don't over-organize. You ever been around someone that over-organizes? And they're so organized that people are afraid to make a move. Give people credit for having some kind of brains. And don't over-organize. Over don't check up on them every two seconds. See, you know what? They'll become fearful that they'll do the job wrong, and they'll ask you a million questions just to make sure they don't mess up. Did you know that? And that that's a very important thing in raising children, too. Did you know that? 
And uh, now you do this and this. And don't give them too many orders at one time. We'll just keep it simple. Do this and I'll be back. And don't worry about doing it right. If you do it wrong, you can't do it wrong. Because all that stuff has got to go in the bag or all this stuff has got to be straightened up in your room or whatever like that. And just give them a little bit of cause for doing it. How many hearing this? We had so many people down here on uh, the uh, giveaway. I didn't know what to do with them all. Well, I should, I should tell the truth. I didn't know what to do with them all. I put them all to work. And so I thought, well, now this is a wonderful group of people down here. We got all this meat down here. We need to cut up all this meat so that when we open up again, all the meat will be cut. Put them in there. We won't have to cut meat the rest of this month. They did all the carrots for uh, all the soup for the next two months. Chopped every carrot right in the middle of that big giveaway. And out there like little elves chopping. Chop, 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 chop. All the potatoes are done. All, I don't know how many cans of uh, meat we opened up to put in the soup. I think it was 35 cases, 24 to a case. Well, one gal come in and there's always people... There's nothing to do. Oh, there's something to do. You're going to open all them cans. Well, how are we going to get the meat out of the can? Just one step at a time. You got all them cans. 35 cases 20, times 24 to open. I mean, people were... I had so many people out in the kitchen open up this can meat that they were standing like this. And all the cans... And all I told them was, there's a can, there's a spoon, put it in a bucket, put it in a refrigerator. Good day. Don't over-organize. <laughs> Don't take the joy out of it. Be desirous, I'm talking about, to honor God in everything, but don't let this even burden you. Sometimes wanting things to look just right, we make more work out of it. Don't we? And we can make a lot of work out of the most simplest of tasks. It's like the mother that tells her little one, takes all the joy out of doing the room. That's why kids don't do the room a lot of times. You call this making a bed. Don't encourage them, even if they have to stay there, like I said. With my mother, I had to stay there until the moon was over Miami, <laughs> cleaning the bathroom. But she didn't care. She said, this is better. I see improvement here. It's wonderful. There, there is a certain amount of brains connected to this body. Great. It's not right yet, though. you know what might happen you might be like Uzi in the Bible who put forth his hand to stay the ark of the Lord you know what happened to him and furthermore the Lord forbid forbade the priest to wear these garments that would cause them to sweat don't get in a lather over what I've told you to do be cool stop raising a stink don't lose your rest in me Go for a blessing, folks. Wrestle for it. But rejoice evermore. Even rejoice, the Bible says, in persecution and in slander. Blessed are ye when men revile you, persecute you, say all manner of 
evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you, says the Lord. In the original Greek, it means dance and leap for joy. I heard uh, Jim singing a song down there. It was kind of catchy. You remember that one? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Jimmy. Dance and shout. Did you sing that song downstairs? <laughs> leap for joy. Do you see people leaping for joy when they go shopping? No, you usually see a surly husband walking behind. Huh? A wife going through the racks. Flip, 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 flip. She isn't going to buy anything. Flip, 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 flip. Don't follow the wife around. One down there where they, you know, you want to buy model cars and trains. For the kids, of course. You check all that stuff out down there. Model airplanes. Huh? Let them come look for you. <laughs> Don't we waste a lot of time? We find things to gripe about. You know, shopping all day long, don't buy nothing. <laughs> well, turn the tables. How long are you going to be down here looking at this air stupid airplane going around and around in a circle? <laughs> yeah, leap. You mean when your name is slandered? Leap for joy? Well, I don't know. That's what the Word of God says. Rejoice, be exceeding glad. <laughs> now, if uh, Jim and Tammy Baker follow the Word of God here, they, should have their, they would have their heads stuck in a plaster up here. I mean, these people have been slandered to death beyond Beyond the call of duty, you listening on the radio. See, people think it's their duty to just keep on and on and don't let up, just keep slandering people and criticizing them. If you're listening, uh, Jim, Tammy, if you're listening, be exceeding glad. Great is your reward in heaven. You know that song, uh, Ruby? Please don't take your uh, love to town. Well, I think they should turn that around. Ruby, please take your love to town. Did you do, did you do, did you do, did you do? I don't know why they got that kind of music. Is she riding some kind of a horse to town? Or did you, I don't know. You mean when my friends turned on me? Oh, I've had so many calls during this Yuletide season where people say, my friends have turned on me. What do you think of that? I said, what's new? Isn't there a song like that? Don, is there a song like that? Turn on me. Huh? <laughs> oh, a guy called me. 
Me the other day, he says, I lost my job. He had this tape on Rejoice, part one. Are you listening? This is part two. Leap for joy. I lost my job in Minneapolis. You mean uh, slander should make a person dance and leap and shout? Not a right away. It takes a little time. You've got to practice. You've got to get into it. Uh, well, at least you remembered. There you have it. That was episode 329. That was part one of Rejoice, part two. The original recording was December 27th, 1987. Be sure to join us on Sunday for the conclusion. Have a great weekend. God bless you. I've got tears in my ears from lying on my back in my bed while I cry over you. And the tears in my ears are off the beaten track since you said it's goodbye, we are through. So if I should get water on the brain, you will know you're the one who is to blame. I've got tears in my ears from lying on my back in my bed while I cry over you. I've got tears in my ears from lying on my back in my bed while I cry over you. I've been crying these tears and soaking in my sack since the day I found you were untrue. And if I don't get up pretty soon, I'll turn into a sleepy lagoon. I've got tears in my ears from lying on my back in my bed while I cry over you.